Campaigning for Jaden Daniels Heisman is still in full swing. Still a lot of work to do and still a lot of ground to cover. But as that Heisman campaign continues to roll on, Jaden Daniels has been recognized for a different award. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome into Locked on LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And of course, we are part of the Locked on Network, your team every single day. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every day. You can follow me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton. You can also interact with the podcast on Twitter at Locked on LSU. But appreciate you for being here today, talking Jaden Daniels, getting into some of your questions for a mailbag that we haven't done in a while. And that's on me. That's my bad. I've been slacking throughout football season. There's so much content. I've been ignoring you, and that's not fair. So we'll get to some of your questions, plus some Angel Reese updates as the LSU women's basketball team has a top 10 matchup, a little bit of a uh, national championship semifinal rematch against Virginia Tech. So we'll get into all of that on today's edition of Locked on LSU. I want to start on Jaden Daniels because the Heisman campaign is rolling along and it is as strong as it has been. You know as well as I do, LSU Twitter, Preston Guy, shouts out, to Preston Guy, who has been working overtime on this Jaden Daniels Heisman campaign, at least on Twitter, and has been dunking on some Oregon Twitter trolls. So appreciate him for doing the the, the tough work there. It has it is heated up a lot. It started with you know some social media posts from the LSU football account, and then it was billboards, and of course the four part series about Jaden Daniels, which I've been following along with them. I am so incredibly impressed. The storyline, the the video, the videography, the editing, the time that all of that must have took, the careful, you know, placement of shots and the 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 scripts and taking the time to interview Jaden Daniels. Shout out to LSU's video team and their media team, Creative Services, because I mean that's that kidjaden.com if you haven't seen it, because it's been really impressive. Um you're seeing some push coming from the national media. I saw Robert Griffin III, which of course is when we talk about Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman, talking about LSU's record at 9-3, and RG3 is one of those examples that I bring up because his Baylor team went 9-3 and the year that RG3 won the Heisman because RG3 was very much so the best player in college football this year. And that's good. We're kind of seeing that reincarnate itself with, uh, with Jaden Daniels, as was Tim Tebow in that 2007 season. Florida went 9-3. Tim Tebow won the Heisman Trophy. Lamar Jackson, that Louisville team. They lost to a not very good Kentucky team the last week of the regular season. They went 9-3. It was actually the year that uh, LSU whooped them in the bowl game. And Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy that year. But RG3 had Jaden Daniels on his podcast. And RG3 was giving him a ton of Heisman praise. You've been seeing it a lot from the national media. One of my co-hosts, Aaron Murray, has been getting up on his soapbox on Twitter and has been campaigning for Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman. So you're getting more and more a hype outside of the Baton Rouge and local Louisiana media 
I love our local Louisiana media. They need to be the ones campaigning, but I think it hits just a little bit harder when it's coming from people that might not have that same you know, LSU background. Um, and you're seeing that. But I, we saw too, the LSU football account brought receipts and they were not afraid to call anyone out because there was one tweet that was put out there. The LSU football account explicitly laid out the stats and the numbers and named Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. They they had no problem calling people out. And I just, mwah, I love that. I love the pettiness. And honestly, is it really pettiness or is it just facts? Eh, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of both. Pettiness always feels a little bit less petty when it's backed up with the, with actual numbers and statistics. Um, but like I said, Heisman campaign rolls along. But in the meantime, Jaden Daniels has been recognized for a different award, a very prestigious award. It was announced today, Thursday afternoon, that Jaden Daniels has been awarded the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award, which is a wonderful uh, nod to Jaden Daniels, the player he is, the person he is, because on their website, it writes the winner of the Golden Arm Award is recognized not only for his athletic accomplishments, but also for his character, citizenship, scholastic achievement, leadership qualities, and athletic abilities. Um, so it's 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 the name that me, name of the man that many refer to as the finest quarterback ever to play the game of Johnny Football. So the the, uh, the game of football, the game of Johnny Football. That is, uh, of course, explaining Johnny Unitas and the the uh, namesake of the award. So a wonderful recognition for Jaden Daniels, a wonderful accolade for Jaden Daniels. It's something that I think is absolutely deserved. Because it's so easy to talk about Jaden Daniels and the kind of player he is and looking at the numbers that he has. But everyone that I have talked to that has either a personal or a player relationship with Jaden Daniels or even has just talked to Jaden Daniels in passing or has, you know, built a relationship with him over the past year, a couple of years since he's been at LSU. Everyone that I've talked to has said, man, that's just like the nicest guy. Even people that don't need to say that, you know, of course, we're going to hear that from maybe guys in the locker room from Brian Kelly, but people that really, if they don't want to say that he's a knight, like he doesn't have to say, like they don't, it, it's behind closed doors. It's in private. It's just face to face with me. It's a one-on-one -on -one conversation. They, if they wanted to be candid with me, they absolutely could, but that's not been the case. And it hasn't just been, oh yeah, you know, Jaden Daniels, nice guy. It's been, oh my gosh, I love him. Great guy. So easy to talk to. So friendly. Everyone loves him. Everyone that's ever met him has loved him. So I don't have a personal relationship with Jaden Daniels, but I think just looking at how much support he has in the locker room and how much everyone that has ever come in contact with him or has built a relationship with him has said, God, he's just such a good guy. So the description, knowing what we know about Jaden Daniels, it is something that is absolutely positively deserved. And it's a wonderful recognition and a, a wonderful bullet point on Jaden Daniels' resume, truly, wholeheartedly, 100%, I mean that. But it's not the big one. It's not the Heisman Trophy. It's a wonderful label for Jaden Daniels and a very much so deserved award for Jaden Daniels. But I can't say that if, you know, let's say whenever the Heisman Trophy ceremony happens, Bo Nix, knock on wood, is awarded the Heisman Trophy. I'm not going to look back and say, well, you know, at least Jaden Daniels won the Johnny Unitas Gold Arm Award. And that is zero disrespect to that award and those on the board for that award who vote on that award, deliberate on that award. And that's no disrespect whatsoever to any quarterback that has very much so deserved that award. But it's not 
was not a consolation prize for the big one. I mean, you look at some of the names that have won this award in the past. I mean, it's incredibly, incredibly impressive. Look at Mac Jones, Joe Burrow won the award in 2019. Deshaun Watson, remember Deshaun Watson in 2016 is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. You look at Marcus Mariota, also won the Heisman. A.G. McCarron won the national championship at Alabama. Andrew Luck, first overall pick in the 2012 NFL draft. I mean, Colt McCoy, some of the most well-respected names. Matt Ryan won it back in his day. Um, some of the most well-respected names in all of the game of football. A couple things. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win the Heisman Trophy. There are a few awards that it's like, okay, well, if you're going to win the award for, let's say, you know, if if you're going to win, I'll go back to what was at 2020. Devontae Smith, he won the Heisman Trophy. Well, that means that you should also win the Blinnikoff, like, right? Like if you win the trophy for the best player in college football, you're also going to win the award for the best player at your position. This isn't necessarily the case with the Johnny Unitas Award. Just because Jaden Daniels is awarded that award does not mean that he's going to be awarded the Heisman Trophy. Max Duggan won the award last year, which I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I didn't know that until I looked it up. I'm like, oh, well, good for Max Duggan. So it doesn't mean anything in my eyes, in my opinion, not that it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have a correlation to the Heisman Trophy. Um, it's not at, it is not viewed within the same, what's the word I'm looking here? You know, it's not the same, oomph. it doesn't bring the same kind of, Valor, I guess. I don't know the word I'm looking for. You can fill in the blank for me. Um, it's not the same as the Heisman Trophy, but it absolutely is a, a wonderful um, accolade for Jaden Daniels. But big one comes here in a couple of weeks. I know I will, you will, and the rest of this LSU fan base will continue to campaign for Jaden Daniels and the Heisman Trophy because he deserves it. No other player in all of college football deserves it more than Jaden Daniels does. Let's get into a couple of your questions coming up next here on Locked On LSU after a couple of words from our sponsors. eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every single time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. So with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. Of course, we are part of the Locked on Network, your team every single day. And there's a lot of fun things happening over at the Locked on Network. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked on, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked on Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 
Rolling along here on Locked on LSU. I have not addressed your questions. Had a bunch of questions. I was going to pick up just a couple of ones kind of relevant based off of the topics we were discussing today. First question that I wanted to bring up was one question was sent in. Just a reminder, I like to do uh, I like to do Mailbag Wednesdays as much as I possibly can. I try to do them every week. Now that we're getting into the offseason, I'll get to more of your questions and more Mailbag Wednesdays. You can submit those questions on Twitter. You can send them to me directly at Caroline Fenton one or you can send them along to the Locked on LSU account at Locked on LSU. And of course, you can just comment them below on the YouTube page. One question says, hey, Caroline, you talk a lot about how much Jaden Daniels deserves the Heisman. I agree. But what do you think could be one thing that stands in Jaden Daniels' way? Um, there's a couple things. One thing that I, I talked about a lot on the podcast is just the idea that some Heisman voters may have the incorrect idea that it should go to the quarterback on the best team. And now I don't think Oregon's necessarily the best team, but I would say that Oregon has been the best team of a player in contention for the Heisman. Um, Carson Beck is not a Heisman Trophy contender. I think that Georgia is the best team in the country. J.J. McCarthy hasn't done enough to be a Heisman Trophy contender. I think that Michigan could also be in contention for the best team in the country. Oregon is 11-1 and on the season, and if they do beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, they'll be 12-1. and You're going to be 9-3. and So that's the difference, is if you, you look at it as – uh, wins and losses are a quarterback stat and that wins and losses should be in consideration for the Heisman Trophy. I do not. And that's not just a convenient thing for me to believe just because my quarterback is a, cause it, it benefits my team and my quarterback. I genuinely believe that. Um, the other thing, and I think this is the biggest thing here is what I just mentioned. If Oregon beats Washington in the PAC 12 title game, that's happening Friday night in Vegas. That's going to be, that might sway a lot of voters, um, especially depends on how he looks doing it. Because if it's, you know, Bo Nix turns the ball over, comes down to the Oregon defense, making some great plays, maybe forcing a couple turnovers, and it comes down to walk-off field goal, like that's different than Bo Nix having a 450-yard, four-touchdown kind of day. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just a win and a loss. It's not just a, oh, well, Oregon be Washington, so Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman. To me, I think it depends on how he looks while doing it against the number three team in the country on a really big stage on a night where, you know, most eyes are going to be on that matchup. It's not like there's, you know, 15 different games happening on Friday night. Like it's just that game. And especially for people who believe in Heisman voters who believe that what you do in a conference championship game matters. Like if Bo Nix goes out there and just like, you know, he has his highest true, true Heisman moment that doesn't look very good for, uh, for Jaden Daniels in his, his Heisman trophy campaign. Another question is uh, basketball related, which I feel bad. I have not been uh, giving the LSU basketball team, maybe the proper love that it deserves. Maybe you're thinking they don't deserve very much love, uh, but it's football season. Football is king. We talk majority football on this podcast, but this is an LSU podcast. So basketball question. Uh, how long should Matt McMahon's leash be? Um, we had a, a college basketball insider on the lockdown network that I, I asked him that exact question. He said, give Matt McMahon two years. Give Matt McMahon two years. And I said, okay, I can live with that. I can live with the idea that year one, you are bringing your guys from Murray State with you, Justice Hill, so on and so forth. You're bringing your guys with you. 
just to have enough bodies to play a game of basketball and to have a little bit of depth, to have a bench. Year two is probably when you start to see more transfer portal additions. Matt McMahon has had a year to recruit, so maybe those recruits start to come in, they start to get acclimated, that you need those full two years because Matt McMahon walked into an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, the condition of this program when when Will Wade was fired and almost every single, if not every single scholarship player on LSU's roster transferred, Matt McMahon wasn't working with very much. I mean, it's, I have to give him credit for even taking on this job because I think it was the ultimate challenge to take LSU basketball from where it was to get it back to where it was like the 2017, 2018, 2019 seasons, more of the 2018, 2019 seasons under Will Wade when in the 2018, 19 season, you won the regular season in the SEC. You're like, like there was a buzz. There was a lot of buzz around that basketball program. That doesn't happen all the time at LSU. So Matt McMahon wasn't dealt the most fair deck of cards. So two years is my timeline of grace of, look, it's not going to be pretty. I get that. Can we just start to see some improvement in the program? I will give you two years to you do whatever you need to do. Do you, I'll give you two years to be as bad as you might need to be. Because sometimes you got to take a few steps back to take leaps and bounds forward. I know that wasn't the case with Kim Mulkey in the women's basketball program that year two, she had that team shape. She had that team winning a national championship. Year one, the team looked pretty good. Um, those weren't going to be fair expectations for Matt McMahon for several different reasons. But after year two, that's when, and like in year three, I'm going to have to see some serious improvement where you're not just the doormat of the SEC. We're not just, you know, de facto picked as the last team in the SEC in the preseason. We're a team that people need to respect. I don't need you to make the tournament. I don't need you to go to the Sweet 16. I'd love that. I'd love a tournament bid. I'd love for this team to get to the Sweet 16. I'd love for this team to make some noise. But all I would really need in that third year is, look, we can win basketball games. And we can get into the SEC tournament, not just hoping and praying that we can win in the first round, but, like, we can compete. We can compete in this league. I don't need you to win a national championship. I just need signs of improvement. That's that's kind of my barometer. Two years is your grace period. Year three, I need to see more. Year four, I need to see more that year than I did the year before, and so on and so forth. Program growth. Unfortunately, I don't know if every LSU fan or if every LSU booster or if every member in the LSU athletic department is going to give Matt McMahon that kind of grace. That's not me reporting anything. That's just my speculation. Um, because, uh, you know, we want to win. <laughs> we want this basketball team to be good. We want to be competitive in the SEC. We want the PMAX seats to be filled with LSU butts. You know, you want you want to be a good basketball program. And if you're not seeing at least a little bit of growth and some promise for what this team can be in the next three years, five years, 10 years and beyond, then you do have to move on from him. But it does take time. I think that we all are, are victims of our own success sometimes, where our patience for progress is sometimes just a little bit too thin. But it's a fine line between giving grace and allowing time to grow a program and 
you know, it's been too long. We need to start seeing some, some progress there. So two years is my grace period. And I think that's a fair one at that. All right. Angel Reese updates. She is back with the team. What Kim Mulkey had to say, what to expect from her. We'll get into that coming up next. Prize picks is the largest, and in my opinion, the most fun daily fantasy sports platform in North America because it is the most fun that I have had winning up to 25 times my money this football season and now during basketball season as well. So with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So for example, you can take LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three points made and receptions. So you can mix and match football, basketball. Also, you can play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can also find the community that is under, you can find that under the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. It is an absolute blast. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, rolling along here on Locked On LSU, a massive night for the LSU women's basketball team as they take on the number nine Virginia Tech Hokies and a little bit of uh, a national championship semifinal rematch. If you remember, go back to last season. LSU took down Virginia Tech to advance to the national championship game where they ultimately took down Iowa. Caitlin Clark and Iowa, if uh, anyone happened to forget what happened in that game. Uh, but speaking of that game and speaking of some of the drama that unfolded in that game, a little bit of drama has come to a close. One aspect of this team that we all have been following very closely for the past two to three weeks now is the status of Angel Reese. Angel Reese will make her return tonight against Virginia Tech. So Angel Reese has been away from the team per Kim Mulkey since November 14th. So it's been about two to three, yeah, about two weeks that she missed four games. She didn't make the trip with the team earlier this, this, uh, earlier this month. She was out in that game against Kent State. She didn't travel with the team to the Cayman Island Classic. And we all were all kind of left wondering why. Why is she away from the team? We saw some chatter from some moms on Twitter. I don't know what validity is there is to that or if there is validity to that. There could be. There might not be. I don't know. Um, there was some chatter between moms. But all Kim Mulkey was willing to say was Angel will be away from the team. She also had assured fans that Angel has been practicing. We also... Saw that she posted an Instagram story, Angel Reese, that is. Angel Reese posted an Instagram story earlier this week, later last week, in the PMAC, where, okay, she's we know she's at least with the team. 
Kim Mulkey spoke with the media yesterday and provided some updates and said that Angel will be back. Still was not quite willing to divulge exactly what went on behind the scenes, wasn't willing to say what it was that kept Angel Reese away from the team. But in Kim Mulkey's words, she said, we are happy, happy, happy. And Angel Reese is happy, happy, happy. It was quite the... Uh, Quite the whirlwind of a press conference from, from Kim Mulkey. So if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend you turn it on, listen to a couple minutes of it. I have to give Kim Mulkey a whole lot of credit. I freaking love that woman. She is a firecracker. And there you cannot say that she she uh, she appeases anyone uh, for or anything. Or she she definitely doesn't dilute any of her personality just to, to uh, make herself a little bit more palatable to people that might not her biggest fans so i gotta i gotta respect the heck out of that wild press conference from kim mulkey but the important news here is that angel reese will make her return to the lsu women's basketball program but here's the tough thing look she hasn't played with this team in the last four games it's early in the season and there's a lot of change we saw that kind of rear its ugly head in that first game against colorado uh look colorado has four returners. This is an LSU team that's got a lot of change, a lot of shakeup, and lost a good bit of its production from its championship season last year. It's going to take some time. That's kind of the double-edged sword of scheduling tough Power 5, Top 25 opponents early in the season is you're still figuring yourself out. So just because they lost that game, and I come came on a podcast here and I said, I'm not worried about it. It's early. I'm not going to worry about a November loss. I'll start worrying about February and March losses when those really start to, to matter. But there's a lot of newness on this team. There has been a lot of newness on this team. And Angel Reese hasn't been part of the gelling process in the last four games. Those opportunities are invaluable to have those chemistry building opportunities against opponents that you should be able to beat, even while you're still trying to figure things out. Angel's not going to have a lot of time to get acclimated, to kind of get her mojo back, because this is a top 10 team in Virginia Tech. This is a really good basketball team in Virginia Tech that LSU is taking on tonight. And LSU is a team that wants to get back to where they were last season. And if you want to get back to where you were, a national championship contender, you're going to have to compete with national championship contenders. That's exactly what Virginia Tech is. So Angel Reese herself and this team can't afford a warming up period because you take too long to get warmed up and to get reacclimated. You may have dug yourself in too deep of a hole that you can't quite dig out of. So the pros and the cons here, the good and the bad. One part of the bad is we don't know what happened with Angel Reese. And I think that when coaches, Kim Mulkey included, don't divulge information and they just kind of, they, they, they don't want to give specifics. Well, that leaves room for interpretation. And interpretation sometimes isn't the best thing because the rumor mills are going to rumor mill. People are going to talk. And you now leave room for imagination to what exactly went on behind the scenes to leave Angel Reese away from the team. Maybe it's something incredibly innocent. Maybe it's something that's not. We don't know, but we are only left to wonder. So that's one thing that I think is kind of doing this team a disservice. That's one bad. The other bad is 
what does what does this team look like? Is it rallying around Angel Reese? Is it yes, we got our girl back? Like we are we are a, a well-oiled machine. Now we're better today than we were yesterday when we didn't have her. Um, I don't know. I hope so. I hope that that's the case. Or is it going to be a little bit of a, like I mentioned, a little bit of a warming up period in the first quarter against Virginia Tech? I don't know the answer to that question. And that's what we're going to find out tonight. The good is you get Angel Reese back. She's the face of your program. And you get her back into the mix. And like I said, you know, you, it's, it's valuable time going against teams that are, you know, teams that you should be. It's valuable time to build team chemistry but we're still far enough away from conference play that Angel Reese is not too late to the party. You got a big one tonight against Virginia Tech. A win tonight is a massive, massive statement that is made for Kim Mulkey in this basketball program. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in tomorrow's edition, let's do an SEC championship preview game. And it's not just going to be Bulldogs and Crimson Tide. What does this championship game mean for LSU? How does this matchup reflect on LSU and Brian Kelly and where this team can get back to next season, the goals of this program? We'll get into that on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU.